0: Josh, I want you to know that I have trained my body to be ready. My body is ready.
1: That's wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's such a weird opener. Um, everybody who's listening. Who, who we just lost everybody right there. Uh inside joke is my wife makes fun of me um, because at one point in time. She asked me how I could fall asleep so quickly, and I said, "It's because I have trained my body to go to sleep quickly." And now she mocks me relentlessly. And then she communicated that in, in the lovely pre-show chat that Josh and I had with our with our wives, and we, we all had it was, it was actually a really nice conversation. Um, I, I think but then she mocked
1: me. I think she actually said that you had said that you trained your body to fall asleep as soon as your head hits the pillow. It was something like that, but it's like I fall asleep very quickly, mm-hmm. and
0: and because like here, so there's a there's a lot more. But she she's like, I trained my body, and she makes fun of me, um, and then people laugh at her jokes even though they're not funny. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that they're oh, sympathy yeah. laughter. If you say so. <laughs> oh uh, anyways um so that that was my opening josh yeah if uh mm-hmm. we ever get worried about you you ever start to feel worried about just being super awkward uh i think i have just
1: taken a cake <laughs> on that one by using an unexplained inside joke or no it's an inside joke. joke before you explain it, a, a, a pre-explained inside joke I trained my body. <laughs> and then I combined it with the Reggie, my it, my body is ready. Yeah, exactly. Who's now on the board of directors of, of GameStop, apparently. That's what I've seen in the news ooh, lately. That's
0: such a weird move. Uh, but you know what? Maybe maybe he'll do something cool with it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You never I'm know. Not,
1: I'm not hopeful.
0: Not not hopeful when it comes to the
1: Game Stoppo. Yeah. Um, I, I just kind of assumed like after Nintendo, like you can retire. Like, chill out. Hang out with your family. Like, why, why, why jump back into to any other kind of big business? I don't know. Seems
0: there was a few years ago uh, a guy transitioned from Apple over to JCPenney's. Okay, and wanted to do this whole like rebranding thing with pennies. And the only reason I know that is because my my buddy Parker, friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Parker, uh, used to work for JCPenney's okay. as as like a a store manager, assistant store manager, sort of thing, um, and. He he was he would like tell me about this stuff and I was really intrigued by it and I actually like shopping at Penny's. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they have clothes that I like and uh, yeah. Anyways, I tend to be a very brand loyal kind of guy too. Like when I find something I like, I just sort of stick with it. Uh, That's why I buy like the same pairs of pants in different colors and (laughs) yeah. I'm just like I buy when I buy flannels for myself. I buy them from the same like it's like no these guys make a flannel that I like uh that's it yeah I'm good yeah um th- you know it's like stuff like that but uh anyways yeah so yeah, yeah it's still- it's weird it's like you work for apple like he was pretty high up in apple and it's like I'm going to sidestep into retail at pennies and I'm like yeah uh
1: <laughs> what does that have to do with that he, his his
0: whole thing didn't last long though, okay. because it was like it was a pretty radical overhaul, mm-hmm. um, and I just don't think that they were really prepared for. I I just don't think that like I don't think pennies as a company was ready. I and maybe even the public wasn't really ready for what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Their their penny uh,
1: wasn't ready. Yeah. They were not
0: gambling on that penny. Mm. No. They, they had Have you ever heard that, that that Petra song? I like to gamble on my penny. No, I Speaking haven't. Of Petra, I, I'm pretty sure. Well, you 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 didn't listen to a lot of Petra. No, unlike Paul, right? Um, who who I, I listened to a little bit of Pet, Petra, but not nearly as much as Paul. Apparently,
1: I I know. Uh, well, not enough to be in a Petra cover band. That's that's for sure. No, <laughs> no. I'm. <laughs> I may have heard a couple songs at one time, but um, a- as I shared in the Discord, um, my dad uh, grew or uh, raised us. That's the word. Grew us up is what I was going to say. That doesn't sound. He grew right. us up. He he raised us on a steady diet of like avant-garde, like fusion jazz, and then actual jazz, like Miles Davis stuff. Um, and it it tended to be either like what you'd call prog rock nowadays progressive rock or it was either that or an audiobook or it was uh cheesy christian worship music so it was like these Sweet. these like totally different mindsets of like either it was very good musicianship that just went off the wall or it was like bland musicianship to worship god like michael w smith Ah, uh, not no, that was a little too pop. It was more. That was, oh, that was too edgy. It, no, not edgy. He he just had a thing against pop music in general. Like like uh. so, see, you know, he's kind of hipstery. You know, like. If this I, is popular, I can tell your father is okay. a man
0: of substance in class, and I appreciate this
1: about <laughs> him. I mean, I I do think I got a lot of my music taste from him. Like now that I'm older, you know, I've talked about how how I was a total emo kid in high school, and I still enjoy emo emo music. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I I've sent like as I've gotten older, uh, just my love for progressive rock has grown and grown and grown to the point that now I'm like jamming all these Genesis records, and it's crazy. Anyways. Anyways, doesn't matter. All that to say is no, I haven't listened to very much, Petra. It was it was too pop for my dad. <laughs> it, it, too popular uh for for what we were going for. If it was gonna be Christian music, it had to be cheesy worship music. Well you you I think you were the one who turned me on to the Neil Morse band.
0: Okay. I might have mentioned them, yeah. From, uh, you might have mentioned them and I listened to some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Did they wasn't that the band that did like the Pilgrim's Progress Mm -hmm. concept album. Okay. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. Neil Morse is part of that probably,
1: huh? Uh, You know, my dad knows of him now because we've had conversations about him, um, but I hadn't Mm. actually listened to any of him growing up. Um, It's only been since I've been older that I've gotten into some of his stuff. i heard Uh, he was in a band called Spock's beard, but then, yeah, I I heard some of his newer um, uh, solo albums, which it's funny because it's like, oh yeah, it's the Neil Morse band. Like, for some reason when it has someone's name on it, it seems like it's simpler because it's like, oh yeah, one dude did all this, even though that's not the case. Um but no, it's it seems like really complex. Yeah, his stuff is great. His stuff is great. He is a very strange dude. He actually um I think he's a worship leader at a church, uh but my unless he has his has recanted, he is uh he does not believe in the Trinity. He denies the Trinity. Ooh. Yeah. It's that's kind of a heresy, big deal Patrick. yeah yeah so i'm just like i i don't know i don't know you know i i uh, he seems like a really cool guy but just like that yeah that's that's heavy i don't know how i don't know how you know i don't know how those wires didn't get how those wires got crossed but mm. anyways mm. um well now that we've already, you
0: know, we've gotten heavy and talked about heresy. Yeah, it's been three weeks, man. It's been three weeks.
1: <laughs> Why does that always pop into my head as well? Um Yeah, it well, has been a but while. But it's
0: actually. it's been it's been three weeks, man, since we talked. Uh mm-hmm. and much has happened. Uh that's true. Yeah. But how have you been? How has school been? Uh how is uh your recent bout with uh you actually put on boxing gloves and had a bout with the uh with COVID? Yep. Uh, it's 19 true. or uh-huh. whatever?
1: Yep. Which I found out um thank you Twitter that uh th- you know the coronavirus you can actually say its scientific name to the tune of Come on Eileen and that makes it a lot less formidable. So it's uh, COVID-19. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And now you've been ruined. Anytime you see COVID nineteen, that song will pop in your head because it's happened to me. Um, it's it's like that, or it's the, the like holding
0: hands. <laughs> yeah, Please right. don't do that. Touching you, touching you <laughs> touching me, <laughs>
1: or whatever that sweet coronavirus. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I like how we've just, you know, referenced like four different songs in the course of these past like 10 minutes. It's been great. Um, so thanks for tuning into the backlog. silly, background. silly people. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I did. And you might be able to tell it from my voice right now. I'm kind of nasally. Uh, I did get sick over the weekend. We obviously have been joking about it being the coronavirus because everything is the coronavirus right now. Or were and, and we? And don't worry. Within the next week or two, you're going to get the coronavirus too because it's a it's a worldwide pandemic and, you know, stock markets crashing and they're canceling festivals because they don't... Anyways, uh, I'm not going to get political, okay? Um, I'm just going to say that uh, <laughs> that I, I'm joking about it, so I'm sorry if it offends you. Uh, I did not actually get coronavirus. I just got sick and was on bed rest all day um, on Saturday, which... On the one hand, I felt like garbage. On the other hand, I played a lot of video games. Like, I have not put that much time into video games. Uh, Well, actually, probably since the last time that I got that sick. Um, Mm. Because often when I get sick enough to be on, to where I can't really do much of anything, I feel too bad to play. But in this case, Mm. I had a game that I was playing that is mostly just reading and solving puzzles and that game is called virtue's last reward and i probably put in a good like 8 hours of that game mm. uh, on saturday alone then you know like some of that was just at the pause screen while i got to do something else like you know it, it wasn't a full like sit down play for 8 hours and then be done it was like no i mean i'm i'm sort of paying attention to other stuff but i didn't feel well and it was it was kind of cool to be able to Put that much time in a video game. in In that sense, it was refreshing. But in in the other sense, like I physically felt like garbage all day. So, mm. but I'm getting over it. I feel way better. And and you always get at least I do. I always get this sense of like after you get sick, your body just like surges with energy because it's like I'm not sick anymore. Anyway. You know, I don't feel so bad. Mm-hmm. So comparatively, you just feel like oh man, I want to go. I don't know, go deadlift a few hundred pounds, which I didn't do because I'm not insane. Oh, dude, Um, your first weightlifting session after being sick for a couple of days, mm -hmm. it's like,
0: I feel so weak.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably going to be the case. I I actually intentionally did not uh, weightlift today either just because I was like, yeah, I'm I'm probably going to regret that. So I'll probably try in the morning, but then again, based on this recording, um, I might not get very much sleep tonight, so maybe not. Maybe I'll push that off.
0: I I will. We will will
1: try to be better at being good good at brevity. We're trying to be worse at not being good at brevity. Yeah. Something. Something like that. <laughs> the,
0: the the opposite of what we normally say, which is we are really good at being bad at brevity. Exactly. But uh, I actually, when it comes to lifting, I haven't mm-hmm. done much in the last couple of weeks because okay. I wake up and I creak like an old house. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's my joke. Uh, I've just been like having like the last couple of days, like some back pain mm. and um, nothing, like just like wear and t- like fatigue. Yeah. And I probably need to go see the chiropractor. Uh, okay. I also, I think I want, I, I'm going to, I think we have P90X laying somewhere around the house. Ooh. And so I'm going to start doing the yoga Okay. Uh, okay. sessions. Megan and I talked. And Megan, I actually got us some adjustable kettlebells. Okay. So I'm going to start doing some kettlebell workouts at home from time to time. Uh, yeah, I just, I need to, and I just, well, I, I told you I need to, do like a, I'm going to do like a sugar detox over a couple of days and then strip out a lot of sugar from my diet. Nice. Um, nice. I'm thinking about maybe waiting because I, I took a couple of weeks off towards the end of April, like definitely like scaling back and just trying to be more mindful, but then going like whole hog, just like strip everything out for like a week or two and just eat like no, no additional sugar whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a couple of weeks that way, when I get sugar sickness or, you know, the, those awful, like I've, I've read horror stories about like, like I cut out sugar and I felt like trash for three weeks. And I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> no. no, thank you. No, no. How about we just like wean ourselves off? There you go. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. Sounds like a thing to me.
1: Um, But so, yeah, man. Uh, so I, I do have a question though p90x mm-hmm.
0: makes a yoga program well there's like uh, on the p90x program there's a yoga disc okay and it's like tw- like it's like one of their workout sessions or whatever gotcha is like it's like 45 minutes of these like super intense yoga i and okay. the other reason I, I i think about doing that is because uh Jeff, my buddy Jeff, that I left with, mm-hmm. you know, one of the elders at my church. He d- he d- he and his wife did it the other day. And He said, "Yeah, he's like he's like at the end of it. He's like I felt like trash. He's like, but the next day I felt amazing. Okay, and I was like, I was like, oh, sorry, it's like that's that good sort of like deep stretching. Yeah, yeah, I'm like okay, yeah,
1: that okay. that's cool. Just in my in my mind, P ninety X and yoga are like on the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to like fitness programs, because I equate P90X with like, I, I don't know, it, it came out or it got popular while I was in high school. So I imagine like all the Red Bull chugging bros like trying to get into P90X and throwing up after like 20 minutes because it's so intense. Like that is P90X mm-hmm. to me. like get jacked in 30 minutes, like kill yourself trying to get jacked P90x. And then yoga P90X to me- P90X is, like, is
0: all about the high-intensity interval training. Yeah. So it's like, go, short break, go, short break, go, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so then yoga and, sounds like the opposite of that to me. Like yoga is stretching, but I, I understand that yoga can be intense as well, but intensity in the way that a plank is intense, like it grows over time as opposed to just like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, I mean- Not right off you're the You're not bat. wrong.
0: So- you, no, you. But it is. It is. It is sort of more of that. It's just like you're holding these sort of weird stretches and just, yeah, it's very sort of like intense.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been a long
0: time since I've done it, but um, the P90X stuff isn't bad. Like, dude, I, it, it is a little like, yeah, weird at this point. But yeah, no, I'm- no, I. If I can't find our discs, I'm going to just see if I can just buy outright the the yoga disc. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, or search YouTube. Cause it, I mean, what? No, yeah, buy the like, disc. Buy the disc. <laughs> support the that's, P90 that's like, trainers. That's like em- emulation. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. Like theft. Just, that's, that's theft. Well, I didn't say um, to pirate it. I just said, you know, some <laughs> soul out there. I mean, I'm sure Th- it's the somebody- Of the P90X program (laughs) himself. Just, you know, Uh, I'm sure he finds that crazy old guy Tony or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure his name is Kyle. Um, I'm sure Mr. Kyle P90X uploads stuff to YouTube all the time. So you get a a little bit of it there and then you want to go buy the disc. Or, or, you know, just go buy the disc. It's fine. Just don't, don't worry. Just, you know, you, you can do it. It's fine. Um, so that has been the fitness corner with Nate and Josh, um, uh, and our explanation of why we haven't, uh, been, been fit lately. Um, Mm -hmm. do you want just because it has been? Well, no. Okay, sorry. You asked me about school, so I have to just say it. Today was the last day of my current class, so I'm glad, um, that the class is finished. Uh, you know, it's been a great class. Don't get me wrong. Even though we had some weird like technical difficulties. Um, but I am glad that, hey, I can, you know, check mark off another class under my belt, getting closer to the end. Um, I say that it's another like two years, but still getting there almost done. And I have the next yeah. like four days off of school. So that's pretty cool. That's something. Yeah, for sure. that is cool. <laughs> the, a weight feels like it has been lifted. I might be able to play a little bit more Resident Evil 2. Over the course of the next three days. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe. Yeah. In the dark. But speaking. After your children have gone to bed. Right. It must, it must be. Speaking of Resident Evil 2, do you want to jump Resident in? Resident Evil. To, in, sorry. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't say the two thing. Uh, do, do you want to jump into our reports so we can talk about this stuff? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see what I got. Here. <laughs> That's it. I know this is an audio. Po- I mean, My- uh, obviously, this is an audio podcast. Um, but. Only the finest of Foley work. The way that our Foley comes about is is quite funny to me. Uh, all right, d- d- Nate, do you want to report on what you've been doing over the past three weeks? Uh, yeah, unless you want to go first. I, I have a lot.
0: Okay. So okay. Uh, mine, mine shouldn't be too bad then. Okay. I'll, I'll pop through mine. Sweet. Uh, so like you mentioned, uh, we've been playing Resident Evil 2. Uh that's yes, that's uh it is March. March's backlog buster uh in sort of you know preparation for Resident Evil 3 that we will not buy on day one. No. Um not gonna do it. Probably not gonna do it. I may never buy a Resident Evil game again because of this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I you know, we we were sort of talking in, in the pre show chat, uh just it's like it, it the I recognize like the first playthrough is the worst because it's like all the scares, all the spooks, all the jumps. Like it, it gets you all of that. Like that's when it gets Mm -hmm. you the second time you come through with like, you've get like the infinite ammo and you're just like, I'm going to kill everything. And then, (laughs) then it's fun. It's, it's really fun and it's not scary fun. Um, it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, when it's not scaring the britches off me. Um, So after I beat uh, Persona 5, which was a thing that I did, Mm -hmm. um, mm, I took, you know, and I'd sort of been playing it in tandem, but not quite, uh, but I have been playing Ori in the Blind Forest on my Switch. Ah, Uh, yes. And I wrapped that game up. Uh, Now there is like, to be fair, I I was thinking about it too. There is like a level that I had, like it's a sort of an optional, it's called the lost grotto or something like that. Okay. It is not essential for beating the game, but for completing the game for like, you know, unlocking all the map and getting all the extra power ups and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go back and do that, but I have actually beaten the game. Uh, it's intense. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. Sort of, a, it's a Metroidvania, and sort of like the gatekeeping. You know, the the multiple paths. Everything's connected. Everything is sort of tied. You know, depending on what, like, as you gain more abilities in and traver, in traversal stuff. Um, so it's it's like very much like, but uh, where the the combat. This is not a very combat heavy game. What I've noticed, and just like this is just sort of like my off the cuff. And I, I think we've actually talked about, I'm going to do a bite-sized on it. And then maybe later after you play it, we'll come back. And if you think there's enough for us to really chew on it for a while, um, mm-hmm. but our, you know what? I'll just save the, 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 my bite-sized thoughts for when you come around. Cause uh, whereas like something like hollow Knight or, um, you know, Castlevania uh Mm -hmm. symphony of the night brains work. Like there's a lot more like those tend to be a little more combat heavy. Like it's more about like the boss fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um this game is much more like centered on traversal. There are some combat elements, but uh yeah it's it's really good. Really pretty really good music. Mm -hmm. Uh really liked it. I'm probably I'm going to be looking forward to Will of the Wisps when it eventually comes to the Switch. Um Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, uh, I recommend it's, it's, it's almost a must play. Um uh, wow. it's sort of one of those things like if you, if, you know, the big caveat here is if you enjoy Metroidvanias and challenging platformers, um, yeah, it's, it's right there. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I mean, th- just one of the things that, and again, I'll probably touch on this a little bit more when we. Do an episode proper on it. But one of the things, like, I died a lot. Yeah. But it does the same sort of thing that, like, Celeste does, or, um, you know, we, we're going to be talking about Hyperlight Drifter, the same thing Hyperlight Drifter does. Like, there's that real quick sort of like respawn, sort of like, you know, zap you right uh, okay. back. Okay. And so it just, like, with the, like, the death isn't nearly as frustrating as, like, having to wait on a longer loading time. Right. Um, It's not like Bloodborne. So, yeah, it's, yeah, (laughs) but it's, it's very, very good. Um, Yeah. uh, It's, like, I would say, like, if you enjoy Metroidvanias and, like, challenging platformers, uh, this game is... A little frustrating but at the same time it's absolutely fantastic so I recommend it um nice it's 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 a very strong should play or a must play with a a condition so okay. um okay
1: like no uh, I'm, I'm just curious did you you said you played that on switch did you mm-hmm. play it with the joy cons or what controller did you use I just played it in handheld mode
0: most of the time okay. i did use my pro controller a little bit too okay um okay so like sometimes I, but most of the time I would just like if Megan was watching TV and I didn't want to watch what she had on, um, you know, I just grabbed the switch, or uh, like uh, she had a doctor's appointment a couple weeks ago. When I mm-hmm. took her out for that, I I took the switch and I played the switch in the waiting room. Gotcha. you, um, you know. So like stuff cool. like you know, it's 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 a shorter game too. It's like. 12 hours 13 hours maybe i put into it okay okay not 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 terribly long um cool i I did there were a couple nights where i played it like you know a couple minutes before i went to bed or whatever but Mm -hmm. um as far as books i've sort of i i sort of lagged behind a little bit the last week but mm i i'd say last couple weeks i i sort of struggled but i'm getting back on track uh I have read a little bit more Anna Karenina I'm about I'm almost halfway through it at this point nice that book is phenomenal like it just it's it's absolutely beautiful prose it's really fun uh not in the fun like it's just a good story and good characters uh yeah I I will have you know when I'm done with it I'll probably have a lot more to say but I'm just saying like it's it's very good uh Doing my the, the the ESV reader stuff. That's been good. Uh I'm a little bit behind where I'd like to be, but again, I'm reading from three separate plans. Yeah. And I'm about halfway through all of them. So I'm I'm not okay. like you know, and, and, and a lot of time like I definitely don't want to be like it's time in the words, so you definitely don't want to be dismissive but I don't feel the need to be contemplative with all of it. I'm right. As, as contemplative, like sometimes I'm just reading to read and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be receptive to saying like, is there a passage here that is speaking to me that I need to sort of like stop really heat and chew on. Yeah. I'm still using the table talk, table talk for my devotions. Um, so and that's that's been good. I've I've read a couple of the article. I try to read some of the articles too because those are really good. Um as as I go through this system, I'm trying to sort of like refine it. So yeah. right now I'm going through poetry and I'm in the Psalms. Like if I'm going to do the reading for that day, I try to set aside a little bit of time to read my psalms reading, my poetry reading in the morning. Yeah. And then it'll be Proverbs and then Ecclesiastes and and uh yeah but and song like and, but anyways once i'm done with that i'm actually just going to come back and read through um psalms and proverbs again and just sort of cycle through that as i continue mm-hmm. reading with the other stuff and so my goal is i'll have read through psalms and proverbs several like two or three times in the course of the year i'll have read through the new testament twice and the old testament in its entirety once dang so. Like that, that's hopefully the rhythm that I can sort of establish and that, that will take me through the year. Now, once I hit some of that though, too, I like, once I finish Anna Karenina, I am going to sort of start trying to take bigger chunks out of the institutes.
1: Okay. Um, yeah.
0: But we're also my, my church's, theolo- my, my pastor's theology group that he, he runs with the church there. We're going to be uh robert lethem's systematic theology we're going to be going through that so i'm going okay. to try to be juggling that as well but anyways all that being said, like i i did sort of like i picked up uh i picked up two books and i think next episode we're going to kind of be touching on some of them but one of them is okay. do more better by tim Challies. yeah and the other one oh and you know that's really great radio everybody's like yeah thanks <laughs> nate um it's called Everyday Matters by Brandon Crow, uh, subtitled A Biblical Approach to Productivity. Um, and they're about they're like the 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 Crow the Dr. Crow's book is a little bigger than Chally's book, but both of them are sort of bite-sized. But I've I've been yeah working on on the Chally's book a little bit. Uh I'm actually doing the and it's fairly I'm fairly early on, but the the, uh, the inventory like the okay yeah like it's like the second or third chapter where he, like you go print out the worksheet and he's like this is personal family and you look at responsibilities and and uh so i'm I'm sort of working through some of that and i, I appreciate some of that i really do um but yeah as far as memorization this week has not this last couple of weeks have not been great but i did recite uh Galatians, the first chapter of Galatians from memory out loud, uh, a couple of times. And I'm like, yeah, I need to just like, I need to find my old notebook and I need to just sort of double up on the whole like reading through each section 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've got to get back and then using verses as a supplement to just sort of review. So that has been, I'm like, there's a lot of like sort of plates in the air or you know, right. balls in the air, but n- not really, but it's like they're they're all very in sort of intensive and it's a lot. Um, so I, you know, and it's like honestly, I didn't really After I beat Persona five, like and the the wonderful one oh one debacle, um yeah, I was kinda like, eh. I, I didn't play anything for a few days and then like okay. I was like dipping into um, I have been playing a little bit of Division Two uh mm-hmm. with with the Luke's as I like to call them. <laughs> um, as uh the you know, Parker has always been Parker, but my brother uh at some point in time, because he's also a Luke and he, he plays with Parker and Parker's brother and in, in another game, they all play together sometimes. So he has become Deuce. So I now play Division Two with Parker and Deuce. There you go. There you go. Or, as I call them, the Lukes. The Lukes. But <laughs>
1: you could call one mine. of them Luke and one of them Acts. Oh, cheesy Christian joke. Um. Anyways, I don't get that I don't know, I the just, joke. I mean, uh, Luke and Axe. Oh, yeah, the books. But, um, the part now one, part I get it. Now Luke's I epistle, get it. But, not epistle, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Mm- Sorry. It's not it funny is... when you have to explain it. Thanks for ruining my joke, Nate.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> my, I'm my the worst.
1: Stupid. Stupid uh nerdy. That was Christian almost joke. a dad joke, but it, was, it wasn't it was bad. It was really bad. It was it was that like was... a really Ugh.
0: poorly constructed dad joke. Uh huh. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. And then
1: you oh. tried to shame me. Oh, don't worry, I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> Every day I'm ashamed of myself. How I'm just dare you? <laughs> yes. How dare you? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why we do this, to make ourselves laugh. Uh, yeah. It's already been a long night, so sorry that... Um, I'm already going crazy, and we haven't even uh, started with our main topic. okay, so I do have a lot to report on and not because I've necessarily been playing a lot and actually, um what's happened is that I've had to focus on some uh, a few rearrangement of some priorities because I, I was I've just been overloaded, um part of which is you know finishing off this course um th- this online course that I've been taking for school and like making sure that I'm can prioritize prioritize that while also being sick, and then having some other gigs thrown on top of there. You know the audiobooks that I'm doing. Um, so with some rearrangement of priorities, like the downtime that I have, I've been kind of, um, for lack of a better term, focus. Like I have kind of prioritized. Okay, if I have a free thirty minutes, I'm going to try and play some video games for those thirty minutes because otherwise, I'm not going to have a chance at any other time for the next, like, few days. So, um, but along with that, it has been, like, three weeks since we recorded the intro and the outro to the last episode. Um, so, because of that length of time, it seems like I've played more video games, um, but it's only because, you know, we've had more time in between. So, the games that I've been playing, um, I don't think I mentioned this last episode, but I could be wrong, so shoot me if I am. Uh, bravely second on 3ds i did finish mm-hmm. that game um and that is a good Indeed. game i i i liked that game it certainly is a game um no no no. it's it it's funny because it feels like it was so long ago that i had beaten it um but it definitely gave me a sense of like after beating it and then after like a day i'm like but i i want to play it <laughs> like i still want to go back and, and play some more um, just because the systems in it were so engaging and, uh, the story was so fun. Like the characters were a lot of fun. Um, and, and it really kind of went, I mean, not off the rails, but it got crazy at the end, like story wise. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some insanity that went on there and just the complexity of all those systems, man. Um, I will say. In terms of just looking at Bravely bravely Default and Bravely Second, um, personally, I have kind of like a Persona 3, Persona 4 situation going on here where I think Bravely Second does everything mechanically better than the first game. Oh, um, but I totally prefer Default. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say, mm-hmm. is, is I prefer Default. Um, and actually, I know this is weird to say, but because I felt that second was so much easier than default, like, I, and maybe I was just a dumb kid when I played default, you know, like four years ago or whatever, it wasn't that long ago. Um, but I, I felt that it had a real sense of difficulty, especially as you got to the end, where bravely second was pretty easy for me, although I like to grind, don't get me wrong, I overleveled myself. Um, But I believe I was at max level on Bravely Default, and the last boss still gave me a hard time, whereas I was not at max level when I beat Bravely second, and I I felt like the strategy that I was using was kind of brute forcing it, Um, just kind of amping up all my characters and what they like to do. So getting in like tons and tons of hits for my physical hitters, um, equipping them, like equipping their heads with weapons, which I know sounds really stupid, and it is really stupid, but I was just like, go for well, it.
0: Well, it's a, that that whole job mm-hmm. is, I can't remember, was it Master of Arms or whatever? Yeah, is yeah. It's like you can equip a weapon in every slot. <laughs>
1: yeah, I equipped four weapons. So left arm, right arm, I think body and head were where you equip the other two weapons. So you at- essentially mm-hmm. get to attack four times. And then I gave them like ninja skills as well. So they were really fast and they could get in like, 10 15 hits for each hit if that makes sense uh Mm -hmm. for each attack so they they were like super powered and then i used summoners for my magic users and gave them the ability to pierce magic defense so anyways i just kind of brute forced it it wasn't like i didn't feel that it was like a crazy strategy of like oh all these four really different jobs job mixtures had to play in these specific areas like no, I was just like power up my guys as much as I can, and then just bash. I'm going to hit you super duper hard. Yeah. <coughs> hey,
0: you know, I almost forgot to do this, and I feel kind of bad. Um, but while you're coughing, if anybody hasn't listened, so it's we we have mentioned several times that it's been three weeks since we talked and ha- hung out, and I probably should have mentioned this before, but it was because we had a special guest and scheduling conflict and i just want to give like a shout out uh i one i really enjoyed recording that episode but two, uh bo york from the country squire radio podcast uh hopped on the mics with me and that was just an absolute delight so we should probably maybe edit this or something and shout that out earlier or whatever but i just I, i i i I was, as we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, but it's late and we have already had a tremendously kind of long night. So, but you know, Bo, if you are listening, thanks again, man. Uh, That was a blast and uh, look forward to, you know, trying to get you on again at some point. So
1: yeah, man, it was, it was fun to listen to. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there for that episode, but it, yeah, it was a lot of fun listening back. Um, Anyways, I did not mean to derail you. Continue, no, So So uh, after Bravely Second, uh, some of the games I'm continuing. I've touched a little bit of Persona 5. I say touched just because it's. I have not made very much progress on that. Simply because of the game that we're playing here in March takes up my <laughs> PS4 time. So Persona 5 has kind of gotten the back burner. We'll get to that in just a second. As I've mentioned before, I'm playing through Virtue's Last Reward, the next Nonary Games uh, game, uh, which is a, a visual novel, visual novel um, and uh, I'm really enjoying that. This one, is it seems to be a lot bigger than 999. I've already put in, I believe, the, the counters at something like 15 hours, um, oh, although wow. that might not be completely accurate and there's still a lot of game left i mean i'd imagine at least another 10 hours before i actually figure out what's going on um but the the way that things connect in this one is different i mean well i mean th- they're different games they just kind of have similar premises and uh, anyways i'm just really enjoying that one i'm i'm surprised at how much i i dig these visual novel games
0: you know i you know i know we were joking about the coronavirus or virus earlier have you seen the one where the lady from the CDC is like, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and then sticks her thumb or her finger right in her mouth? And I was like, I was like, ooh. I, I know that's all over the internet. I was like, Megan and I spent a few minutes laughing about that. Um, oh, I, and Megan would probably be mad if I did not mention this. And, and you, but she beat Castle Crashers today. She was super happy about that. Super that's proud of herself. That's right. That's awesome. That's so cool. I still I, need to play that. That one. was pretty cool. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. It's one of the few games that she and I can actually
1: play together. So nice. Okay, so Virtue's Last Reward, good time. Persona Five, barely played any of it. I did start playing another game, a little indie game called Celeste on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. I asked you if you were playing Ori on the Joy-Con is because I found that I almost have to play Celeste with my pro controller. Um, It makes a huge difference playing with a D-pad than with the buttons on the Joy-Con. Yes, yes. Celeste is uh, uh, one of those super difficult platformers. Like you said with Ori, you come right back in um, so you can continue to try and try and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and, and then try and then finally get it. Um but it's a great little loop. I'm really enjoying it. I was surprised at how difficult that the game starts off as if that makes sense. My words aren't coming together um but basically it it does not start off easy and ramp you up like most two d platformers no it's mm. it starts off pretty difficult right off the bat, and then when you finally feel like you have your footing, it gets worse and worse and then um, and then it ramps up, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and well, the thing is, too, is that you can unlock s- certain areas that are even more difficult, and I did that for one area, and it was, like, stupid difficult, and I was ramming my head against the wall trying to beat some of that, and then I went back to the normal game, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is the difficulty level that I'm comfortable with, Um, the those extra levels, whew, man, oh, man, uh, the B-sides I, uh... for anyone who's played it. I
0: stalled out on that in the okay. hotel, okay, uh, or the inn, or whatever. I, uh-huh. I need to go back and pick it back up, but it's it is it is a it is a remarkable little game.
1: Yes, yeah, it, I you know I'd heard a lot about the story and the way that it's presented, and I can confirm it is very uh, charming and and very interesting. Like the way that it communicates its themes is done very well uh it's very personable and it it can hit you in the feels as well so i'm i'm definitely enjoying that uh so that's been my smorgasbord of games except for the game that we decided that we were going to play in march resident evil 2 um we're going to talk evil sorry S- dose uh i don't know i don't know what i'm saying dose <laughs> um so resident evil 2 um i am a few hours in and well no i've I've been playing it for a little bit um i started off the first like half an hour that i played uh the opening to this game is not easy um so the only other resident evil game that i've played is resident evil 4 and i knew this one is wasn't going to play like resident evil 4 um, but I didn't realize how much more of a survival horror game that it was going to be, in that um you're really trying to survive. You're not trying to mow down all your enemies. And <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry. Basically, yeah,
0: there's there's definitely a lot more running in this one.
1: Yeah. Running away. Well, but you have to kind of once you understand that, then you can strategize around um Around getting the enemies down or incapacitating your enemies and then running away from them, as opposed to actually trying to kill every single enemy. And that helped mm-hmm. me a lot, especially because you're gonna be running around lots of different areas in this game, getting items, going to other places. And that gameplay loop, once I finally understood what it was, like what the game wanted me to do and how it wanted me to play. Then I really kind of got locked in the first like half an hour. I was just I was kind of frustrated because I'm like, I really suck at this, and I don't know what I'm doing um because like I run out of ammo immediately um and and part of that is that the game kind of does that to you at the very like it wants to teach you like, no, this is not how you play." But once it snapped into place, once I figured out how you're supposed to play the game oh man it is so good it is a lot of fun the The scares are real uh, mm-hmm. there's lots of creepy sounds that go on lots of creepy imagery yeah. um, all across the board and, and it's constantly tense because you're always almost out of ammo throughout the entire game and th- there could mm-hmm. be some dynamic difficulty going on there it might you know throw you a bone when you're low on ammo I don't know whatever Um, but I don't think,
0: I don't think it does.
1: You don't think so? Okay. I, I don't. I haven't gotten to the point except for the very beginning of the game where I was completely out of ammo, but I feel like I'm constantly like on the threshold or, or like finally when I have a full clip, then I come across like a couple guys where, oh, now I have two bullets left and what can I freaking do with two bullets? So, um, it is a very tense experience. I am enjoying it a lot. We'll talk about it more Mm -hmm. next time. I don't have to keep rambling about it, but I will say that I am enjoying it. Um, In in terms of reading, I read through a book that um, I do recommend. It's a little kind of out there, a little different, um, but it's a book called Bad Blood, and it is about uh, a company called Theranos. Um, And if you know anything about it, the, the CEO, her name was Elizabeth Holmes, um and she it was it was basically a tech company that was started that was going to revolutionize um somewhat some of the healthcare industry by being able to test your blood at home for a bunch of different things and it's basically the story of this company and this visionary in miss holmes and how like it had very good uh intentions and how it ended up being a, a huge scam. Like, I don't believe that it was started as a scam, but it turned into a huge, like, multi-billion dollar scam. Like, she was one of the richest people in the world for a little while. Um, but it was all based on nothing. And so it was really interesting to read about it, because I hadn't heard of it. Um, you know, you, you hear hmm. some some stories of, you know, like Bernie Madoff or something like that, for, like, these these crazy scammers and uh I, I had heard uh of her and i was like oh i i i don't know what actually happened here cuz she was like a 20 something um woman ceo so you know she and this happened recently like within the, like she was just sentenced this past year um so it was a very interesting read um if if you want to go into it it's called bad blood it's a i don't remember hmm. the subtitle but it's about the company called theranos so um that was fun. Uh I have not in the past few weeks done any uh of my memorization. I need to get back on that. Like I said, the priorities have kind of shifted a little bit and that was one of the things that I had to put on the back burner thinking that like in the coming next kind of few quarters of the year I will hit that a bit harder. So hopefully now that the course is over, um I can start doing that again, but I haven't done like any kind of memorization in quite a while but uh anyways stop rambling i'm done with my report that has been reported on boom i was you know what i forgot i was going to
0: affect a snooty british man and say Mm -hmm. joshua bring me your report but that's one that's a terrible (laughs) british accent and uh two it wasn't that funny that's why i forgot about it I guess we should move into our main topic, or what I'm liking to call it. Now that's what I call an indie, Hyperlight Drifter
1: edition. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Na 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 Indie, right? Oh, indie. Oh, I now that's I, I call see. an
0: indie. That's what I call it. I was thinking like yeah, a like riffing on Jones. the Now that's what I call music. I, I don't know what what kind of music. I I, I don't I yeah. I've I've never owned any of those CDs. <laughs> I imagine like you know that like the it's like sort of like the jock jams. Like yeah. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> that's actually the Mission that's Impossible true. thing. Could be. Never mind. I am just losing my mind. I, but yeah, I, uh oh, hyperlight drifter um so i recently played that beat it and you had played that and beat it a while ago and we started yes. to get we got to talking and we both really like this game and it's something that uh, well we felt like a whole episode might be a good idea yeah uh, well at least you know our episode but uh, it's 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 one of those things uh, I don't know all the details I didn't look up like uh, but this is a few years old you, I, mm-hmm. I I remember you said you backed it on PC or you backed it on Kickstarter I did and ended yes. up getting a Steam code for it or whatever I played it on mm, PS4 but it's also available on Switch and I, I'm pretty sure it's available on
1: uh, Xbox One According to Wikipedia, um, it is on Linux, Windows, OS X, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and iOS, which sounds absolutely terrible. How do you play this on iOS? You have to have a controller that connects because like, wow, that would be terrible. Can you just imagine playing this with touchscreen? That sounds horrible. I mean,
0: maybe on an iPad. Or iPad mini that sounds like the worst I, yeah that doesn't sound good <laughs> um anyways but uh the best description i read of this game and i just think it is is it's basically hotline miami meets legend of the og legend of zelda in a dystopian future mm-hmm. sort of weird alien world thing uh that as as far as just like gameplay and setting and that's pretty much uh it is it is all of those things and that's pretty much the summation of it it's and and for what it does i think it's phenomenal uh
1: just flat out uh yeah i'm 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 glad to hear you say that just as your first impressions that you did have a really good time with it i'll admit i was a little nervous because you beat this game in a day Oh
0: no! I mean, I I probably had two or three longer, pl- like okay, I, I, it was like it was like t- a grand total of like twelve hours or something. Oh, okay. Now, the, okay. So I and this was actually my second attempt. So I had mm-hmm. I had started it a long time ago. I got stuck on a guy, uh, actually, and we, we can probably talk about this a little bit because there is a little bit of boss order. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't think we necessarily need to be spoiler free. Okay. Or whatever. Okay. So, because it's, it's a few years old and, you know, frankly, I think some of the, the, the charms of this game, you can't really talk about this game without spoiling it a little bit. Anyways. So this was my second playthrough. And this time I, I sort of, I was like, instead of trying to repeat my same, I just changed course and I did some other stuff. And then yes. it sort of changed the way that I, I played the game in general. Um, so, The uh the first time I played through I got stuck on the boss in the west and that was the first one that I tried to tackle. Okay. And so that was really sort of what threw me off. Um, which after doing some reading around, they were like, Oh no, he's the hardest. And so anyway, when I when I played in the the second playthrough, I just restarting, I was like, I'm not gonna I don't have to go west, I'm gonna go north. So I did north and then I did east and then I did west and it anyways, um this game you know you start out with the as the the drifter or whatever and he's got some sort of weird illness and bleeds and sort of does this weird black fadey thing mm. um and then he gets picked up and you just sort of go on this question and you get the little the who's it's and the what's it's to unlock it's it's just the, the story's yeah the little mcguffins and it's just sort of like the story is sort of like um I don't want to use the word opaque, but it's it's very abstract. Yeah. There's no dialogue, there's no language, everything is communicated through just sort of like like visually it just shows you. Mm-hmm. And um I, I appreciate that about it. And it's just it it is a an interesting story that's super open to interpretation. But man, uh it's it's the gameplay is where this thing really shines. It, it's got really yeah. good music too. It's got Yes beautiful pixel art like gorgeous pixel art Mm -hmm. um i really like the style i i I think it's just really sharp um but man uh the this gameplay is super good uh it's basically i've i've i was describing it to megan because she 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 fired it up and she was playing a little bit and she was like well i like this game i was like well it's kind of hard and I said they're basically murder puzzles on on most screens, <laughs> and you you just it's sort of like similar to the setup to Hotline Miami. You you get a screen with enemies, and the thing is, you have to like to progress to the next screen, you have to clear it. And like there will be series of screens that you know you'll have to clear in order to sort of hit the next checkpoint or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's just there's so much there's so like I, I'm no I'm oversimplifying, but we can sort of pull whatever we need to out of this. But um
1: well yeah, I, th- I think too, like you had mentioned, the the Legend of Zelda influence as well um comes into play because it it does have kind of that top down or at least like three quarters vision um mm. for your character and the world that surrounds you. Uh like you said, a really beautiful pixel art um, I I think just the fluidity of everything, and it was pointed out to me as I was kind of reading other reviews that it is locked at thirty frames per second instead of sixty frames, um, which may cause some issues for some players. Uh, it, it didn't necessarily for me. Um, but you know, t- take it or leave it, whatever. I do feel like there is a certain just fluidity with everything. Uh, You mentioned how it's similar to Hotline Miami and I agree um, there are a lot of similarities even in some of the color palette and like Mm -hmm. the the music choices uh, where Hotline Miami was more synth, like chill synth wave. Um, This one takes a little more ominous synth sounds to it. Um, So it almost, it's not, it's not horror per se, but it's definitely kind of like there's a little tinge of like keeping you on it like the world feels like it's trying to um fall in on you as a character as opposed to help you out um hotline miami has this bizarre sense of kind of just like um i mean kind of like a drug-addled a drug-fueled kind of visual kaleidoscope where this game it feels more Grounded, but it also feels dystopian, post-apocalyptic, very Blade Runner esque. Uh, So, but think of Blade Runner if it were like bright pink, if that makes sense.
0: Uh (laughs) Well, I think I think you you know, just going back for a second, I want to like that whole you said like the world sort of feels like it's falling down on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's super present in just level design as a general rule. Yeah. Like, Cause you have like that, that dash. So they're basically like to just sort of like, you start out the game with uh, the dash. It's sort of like the, this sort of like teleport, like it's like a blink sort of move, yeah. um, you know, for the you know people who are familiar, but it's just like a short, teleport you've got a sword like a, a light sword sort of thing um and then you get your first gun and there are different guns that you can unlock but it's just sort of like a sort of it shoots in one direction you know in whatever sort of direct you can aim it but then you can also there's it sort of shoots in the direction you're pointing um if you don't aim and uh you recharge your gun by hitting things, yeah. Not just enemies, but like you can hit various objects in the environment, um, and so that's that's the sort of like the whole loop, and it's just like getting through the screen, killing everything, and moving on to the next screen, yeah. Or f- finding like I it, I, and it's just such a compelling loop. And now, I'll be honest, uh, it wasn't until I unlocked like the shotgun gun mod thing okay. that i really just like the the combat clicked with me gotcha. Every, like the the railgun sniper rifle sort of thing that you can pick up that was pretty i used that a good bit too but that was mostly like just weaken like tougher enemies yeah from a distance and then like close in smack them a couple times and blast them with a shotgun um it was sort of but it just it yeah the the fluidity I think of the combat. It is just very, it's not, it's not swimmy. It's not weighty. It doesn't feel heavy. It is quick, but it it just feels very nimble on your feet. And and like, but at the same time, you are constantly sort of fighting. This world is sort of actively sort of fighting against you. Mm -hmm. I think about, especially like in the Northern areas, when you have to do a lot of like the jumping from platform and even in the Eastern area, where you have to go from like platform to platform and just um there's a puzzle in particular that I'm thinking of where it's like the platforms and they they light up, they mm-hmm. set on fire, and in order to get the piece or whatever, you have to like do the like the tell like there's a mastery that it required. And like that's one of the other things about this game. So we 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 referenced Celeste and we referenced Ori earlier in the in the um the episode. And, like, one of the things that this game actually sort of shares with them is that really super quick reload. It's basically, yeah. like, you die a second or two later, you're back in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, just like that. And uh that's, I think, that's absolutely critical. Because for as intense as this game is, and as often as I died...
1: um there's no way I'd keep playing it <laughs> if they didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, you're going to die a lot. Like that's, that's a lot, just a lot. how this game goes. Um, yeah. A, another word that comes to mind when I think of the way that this, you're kind of interacting is in the fluidity that, that goes on is it's almost like a dance and, and yeah. the, the difficulty ramps up in terms of the enemies on the screen, but where hotline Miami like basically, as soon as you're seen, someone's going to blow your head off. You know, one hit and you're dead, kind of a thing. Um, this takes you a very, are a little
0: tankier in, in Hyperlight.
1: Definitely. You have to continually be moving or you're just going to get hit like mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so you have to continue to kind of go all around the screen and dance around your enemies in order to defeat them. Um, but you you're you're expected to take multiple hits in certain areas in order to to finish off the entire you know gamut of enemies that are in front of you it's not just like kind of a one-on-one battle that hotline miami tends to be and the only reason i keep referencing that is because the art style the music are, are very similar and and there are similarities in the two games they're not I I wouldn't say oh if you like Hotline Miami you'll like Hyperlight Drifter. No, they're two very different games. Um but they do share a lot of similarities as well yeah. in in the yeah. way that they play out. Um if we didn't mention it, I can't remember if we, you may have already. Um but this is a somewhat open world type game. Um so you talked about how when you first played the game, you went to an area that was pretty difficult and and eventually you ended up going to different areas. And I think that's another strength of the way that this game is set up is that if you are just like banging your head up against the wall on one specific area and you keep dying and keep dying and keep dying, if you get too frustrated, there are a number of different things you can do. You can go search out a different area of the world or you can go look for secrets because there are tons of secrets in this game. There are tons of hidden Mm -hmm. areas where you can get power-ups. And then, you know, if you collect enough of those, obviously you can come back to where you were, that, that area that was getting you so frustrated. And now you're a little bit stronger, and now you've played a little bit more of the game, and you kind of understand the mechanics and how they all work together a little bit more. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm a JRPG guy. I I like to grind. This game is an action game, so it doesn't have experience points or anything like that but it does have power-ups, it does have different things that you can equip and uh, there are ways in which you as a player can get better at the game because it does have a high difficulty um, ge- in general throughout the game again, you're gonna yeah. die a lot uh, it, it, there are ways to kind of get around that um, by pouring your time into different areas before coming back to something that you're just really super frustrated and trying to beat. I think that's, that's an inner, like that is sort of,
0: it's, it's similar to, in some ways, uh, breath of the wild in that you get Mm -hmm. all the tools right from the get go that you need in order to play the game. Now there's other, there's a, you know, that, and that's sort of where that comparison dies off. Mm -hmm. Um, you can you could theoretically beat this game with nothing but the dash, the light sword and the gun. Right. Um the, the original gun without using any of the other upgrades. The upgrades do make it easier, but if you're trying to figure out a path or solve a puzzle, it's you have everything you need with those those three tools, uh in mm-hmm. order to just and it does not seem When when uh, on my first playthrough, there's so much stuff that you'll just walk past. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like there there was stuff like revisiting areas. I'm like, oh, there's that pathway. Like, and it's just like the the game. Constant. Like the the thing is like this is not a game where it's not it's not like a Metroidvania in the sense where like certain like gates are tied to certain abilities for progression and things like that. It is literally you just understand the game better Uh um, and you know how to play it better. And so now that you're like, Oh, okay. And then I I just, I mean, I don't know how many, there were some of the, some of those like levels or whatever, I would just go through over and over again, trying to figure out how I could get to this one area over here to Mm -hmm. get the, the box or the, the little coin thing or whatever. And it's just, but it's, it's just such a, it's such an incredibly like addicting loop. Like, yeah, there is just something masterful about this game. And just, it is really just the whole picture. Like it's, the music is really good. The soundtrack, like I, for me, the soundtrack isn't anything that like, and I, I meant to do it today and I didn't, but I just, I was going to look it up and Google it and sort of listen to it again. But, um, it's good. It's just really good music. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, it sets, it helps, it does what video game music really should do, which is sort of reinforce the rest of the game.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not Mega Man music. It's not something that carries a lot of strong melodies. It is mostly ambient music. Now, there are some, there are some times that it comes in and it just like amps you up to, to get ready. Um, but I, th- I, I think one of the things that this game does, you know, we've talked about how it doesn't have any, uh, any dialogue throughout the entire game. It speaks visually. That's, that's its main medium. I think the music helps to communicate some of the emotion that you're supposed to be feeling throughout the cutscenes and, and throughout the different por- parts of the game as well, because the music does get intense at boss fights and things like that um mm-hmm. where where you get more of the the stronger kind of melodies um but even like pulling up some reviews and things just to kind of put myself back into the mindset of this game cuz I played it when it first came out this was back in 2016 so it's been you know 3 almost 4 years now uh since this game was released since I played through it um it, and just immediately some of the music that plays the the opening music again it's pretty ambient But it's just like this very kind of serene, well, I say serene, but I feel like all the music in this game is kind of tinged with this like ominous tone to it. Um, But this piano piece that plays um, that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like there's something about the music in this game that really kind of cements itself into your memory, even though, again, it's not it's not Mega Man type good music it is much more ambient type music. Um, And in that sense, maybe it is, maybe that's another comparison to breath of the wild um, where, you know, there's hardly any music in that either, but what's there kind of fits really well. Yeah. The the music in this one is just more atmosphere, um, but it does a really good job for what it's setting out to do to kind of set the the mood and set the scene for uh, wherever you are in the game.
0: Well it's I I think like sort of the word that when we were talking about and thinking about everything's sort of like colored with a, a bleakness uh-huh it's just sort of like yeah bleak i guess is the only like it's just sad yeah but it's not really it's just like everything's sort of worn out worn down and even the music sort of highlights that yeah and then yeah there is that like it's just sort of everything's kind of like moving on Mm. and uh not in the best possible way this is it's it's a dying world it seems and uh and yeah i it's just yeah and yeah the boss fight music's really like kind of it actually sort of works to sort of ratchet me up in in the wrong kind of ways it makes me nervous (laughs) You, you know but i just remember just like very much enjoying the sound design in it, and just it, it's an enjoyable, if not, it is a little like off putting or unsettling, yes, just because it is so yeah. sort of despondent mm-hmm. and sort of just mournful, maybe even sort of melancholy, in of yeah. Melancholy is a good word for it. Um, it is infinitely sad, <laughs> hey. uh, um, today hey. is the greatest. <laughs> despite all my rage i am still just a rat in a cage um and the world is a vampire sent to drain all right enough enough um billy corgan that dude is a weirdo he'd probably like this game um it's it's sort of bleak enough for him Uh, It's definitely too bright, though. Not enough black. That's true. Um, That's true. There you go. But I would say, like, I think if you enjoy Miami Hotline, this is not the same thing, Mm -hmm. but it does vibe that way in some ways. Uh, It also reminded me sort of of Katana Zero.
1: Okay. Um, Okay.
0: No, Katana Zero is way more like, Katana Zero is basically a side-scrolling Miami Hotline. Okay. Like once you get started on on the thing um but it is just that that quickness the sort of like the pathfinding um and this one tends to be a little like whereas like Miami Hotline or Katana Zero is definitely like I I think the 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 dance interpretation uh-huh. it's like they're very it's very choreographed. It's like there's a certain number of steps that you can take and that's it. Whereas this is a lot more freeform. Yeah. Um, and that just has to do, I think, with, with just uh, the controls. I, I did, yeah. you know, while we're talking about controls, like, you know, the upgrades, like I said, I only really use the shotgun and the rifle, but there is that little sort of like the, the blast, the one blaster that shoots out like the big ball of energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also get a grenade, um, which was helpful. At times, it definitely sort of, it made a lot of rooms easier, um, especially when you're just getting pounded by, you know, hordes of enemies. Because a lot of it yeah. is wave, sort of like you fight off this wave and then mm-hmm. another wave sort of respawns or comes or whatever. Um, and I just, I don't know, man. I really enjoy this. Like the boss fights. Yeah. With the exception of a couple, we're all fairly like, well. So there's three sectors, you've got North, East, West, and South, and you can only go into South after you've beaten the other three. Yeah. And then the South sort of like opens up into some stuff, but like, man, um, those boss fights were all fairly enjoyable, Uh, you know, died probably on the first two on North and East. I probably died maybe a dozen times between the two of them.
1: But at okay. that point
0: in time, I was sort of like really in the, the vibe of the game. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay. Um, but then West is just a bear. And like I said, when I was doing some reading on it, everybody was like, yeah, save West for last. Gotcha. Um, and it it was just like, okay. And even even after that, and I was really sort of like versed in the game at that point in time. Uh, yeah. I went back and he, he stomped me probably... Oh, easily a dozen times by himself, probably closer to two dozen. And then you get in yeah. the south and uh it's it's a stupid cycle. Like, like his is the only boss fight that I really remember the, the fight patterns that much because I kept dying like he would do right. that <laughs> that like sword swoop and then he'd do the another quick jump. Yeah. And if you weren't quick enough to get away, like he'd just destroy dismantle me. And, yeah. Uh,
1: and that brings up a good point is that a lot of these bosses um they're i don't i can't think of the the proper term but they're kind of bullet sponges they have huge Mm -hmm. life bars and they do show you the life bar so uh, Mm -hmm. similar to something like cuphead like you can see how far along you are to actually beating the enemy from the get-go it's not like they're hiding that from you um you can tell like One sword swing. Oh man, I'm gonna have to do this, you know, twenty-five more times in order to finally take this guy down. Um but they are also multi-level bosses. So though there will be certain patterns that bosses have at the beginning of the fight, and and that those patterns continue to grow into bigger patterns or they have more, you know, functionality, they'll summon their friends or you know, do other kind of bigger um, blasts and things like that. Um which makes it all the more interesting. So if you're a fan of of games that kind of center around their bosses, you know something like Hollow Knight or Cuphead or something like that, um, this game does not have very many bosses, but the ones that it does have are kind of structured in that way, if that makes sense. So uh, while this is not a boss rush game, um, the bosses do stand out, at least in my mind, as some of the best fights in the game.
0: Yeah. No, they they are very good. Uh especially just well, and there's sort of like those mini bosses that you find throughout yeah. the yeah. there's like three or four of them especially in that last section that you know uh before you uh you get to it. And and then that that last boss fight. That last boss fight is a bear. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's intense. I I mean, I did not like, you know, dime, dimes of dollars. I did not think it was as hard as the West, uh-huh. the the guy in the West. But I mean, I still died probably again, probably ten times. Yeah. But it, you know, I I don't know. I didn't keep count. It was like, oh, right. I died again. But it was like that that last time, and it's like, oh man. But let's let's talk a minute. So we we've we've sort of danced around it for a second or two here. And, you know, I don't know, like I said, we're not talking spoiler, we're, we're not worried about being spoiler free or whatever, but the storyline, I think that uh-huh. is something too. It, it is very abstractly told. It's just like the game shows you everything, um, but it doesn't really explain everything. No. And uh, I think, I think it was our, our buddy, Stephen Miller, who's one of the admins over at the the book club actually when we posted that when i posted that i played this he he commented or something and said that um the developer or the the creator has like a, a heart condition or something yes um uh-huh. ba- basically sort of like the, this guy is dying or he's pretty much on the the edge of death all the time it's like one yeah. of those things from what from what i read and so he made this game um and the way that, I mean, the way that it plays is you're constantly sort of like in and out of like, you'll, you'll hit these sort of like states where the character just collapses or after each boss has these sort of like visions yeah, and then sort of wakes up and it's just very like the, there's a, this dog with like a weird halo sort of thing. Uh-huh. I don't know what the, else to call it. It sort of keeps cropping up and it's so it's very sort of almost reminds me of like uh the Egyptian god Anubis.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. The
0: the dog. Um, but it's like this is very much, I think in a lot of ways, like this guy sort of processing maybe some of his death. And and as as far I mean, he's talked a little bit about what he was trying to communicate, but like Mm -hmm. he left a lot of this pretty open to sort of like chew through. And it's like I think even like talking about the ending. Uh, just to flat out come out and say it like when the character just sort of like the character puts the world to right you know he sort of defeats the big bad that seems to be corrupting everything Mm -hmm. and he still dies yeah you know he you you know your your hero or your protagonist i think there's a little bit of foreshadowing too because there is the, the 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 other character the other Light swordsman that rescue actually rescues you, yeah. And you know, you come across him later, and he's dead, and mm-hmm. or he's dying as you come up on him, and then he he passes, you know, he passes on. And so the, the, there's just sort of this. uh I think in some ways it's a bit of an examination on just the frailty of life and how even yeah. if you save the world. And I think maybe he the the creator had said something along these lines, but even if you save the world, you you're still it doesn't change it didn't change the 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 hero's fate. you know mm-hmm. the hero still died. the hero yeah, set things to, right before he passes, but at the same time i that was just like a i i i I appreciated that I'll be honest yeah. i yeah. like maybe it's a little bit morbid or maybe that's just sort of like my inner emo kid sort of you know raising his
1: his I'm sad little fist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, there was a neat, you know, I I was into emo for a little bit like, you know. Nice. Uh we used to call it love songs for punk kids.
1: Um <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Before but, it was um, sad boy emo. Um yeah, yeah. Be, well, it was it was always sad, but <laughs>
0: But yeah, anyways, you, you were going to say something. So.
1: Well, no, I, I think I, well, I agree with you by and large. Um, the game too, I think I'd be remiss without saying it. The game opens up and your character, the drifter, is fighting against this, this black substance, this shadow creature. And yeah, he, I mean, all throughout the game, um, you're falling over and coughing up blood And so the game starts and the drifter is searching for a cure for this disease. Like, you know, right off the bat, you have some, something is wrong with your character and he's constantly having these premonitions of death. So you already have it in your mind. Like you're going to die. The stakes are, you're going to die. So find this cure. And throughout the game, you see some of the things that have happened. It's, again it is very vague um but the way that you can communicate with some other characters is through visual elements and you see the different kind of warring factions and things that have happened so the drifter kind of gets caught up in the middle of this obviously it's to go to the south area you know you want to unlock the south area so you get these runes in order to do so um but along the way he's helping these other characters he's helping these other races or these other animal races basically um in order to fulfill his mission and then like you said at the end of the game he is able to kind of right the wrongs that are in the world and it is kind of a post-apocalyptic world so it's not like a it's definitely not a happy-go-lucky kind of thing maybe this is another way in which um we could say it's similar to breath of the wild but i At the same time, I know you haven't finished Breath of the Wild, so. uh, but the way that that story ends is kind of not altogether similar, but it's got some of the same tones here, um, where he turns from this story of trying to help himself and fix himself to righting the wrongs in the world, even though that requires all of himself like he finds a better cause than just living for himself um, mm. just for another day to live the story once again i have to say is very vague um, i would oh, compare it yeah, to something super like super vague i would say it's like journey you know journey has the like the hero's journey all throughout that game and you can plug whatever you want into it you know this is growing up and accepting life um you know this is that difficult time that I found in you know in high school and how I had to fight through it kind of thing you know whatever you want, you can plug it into the story of journey uh i th- I think this is somewhat similar where it's it's not and I think again, like you had mentioned, the creators kind of gone on record there's not a definite this it's not a definite allegory it's more of a vague um Uh, story that you can kind of give more detail to and the way that I see it is it is this character uh, giving up himself and finding more purpose in serving the people around him than in prolonging his life like rather than um, fighting to prolong his own life it is giving himself and giving his life for the sake of others and i think you know although like you said it is kind of morbid i think there's a certain amount of beauty to that um yeah even though it's not like oh you know everything is is sunshine and rainbows at the end like no he doesn't terraform the entire planet and everything is good now no he just kind of pushes back the evil that has been encroaching all throughout the world and the like there are some gory scenes in this game um i i would say this is not a game for young children uh because there's some blood there's some things that you see even though it's pixel you know it's like 16 bit pixelation um there's still like dudes cut in half and and some corpses on the ground and things like that so it's not mm. that you, you know, magically flip a switch and now everything is is is, you know, a magical land of happiness. No, there's still a lot of work to be done, but what your character gives himself for is is um is fighting back the darkness. And I think that that there's something to be said about that.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: you know, <clears throat> yeah. No, and I
0: think too like I don't know, maybe this is me being bleak, but it seemed, it was just interesting that he sort of passes. Mm-hmm. There's not a big, there's not a big, like, you know, nobody finds, it doesn't, I mean, the game leaves it pretty open, but nobody finds his body. The world just sort of yeah moves on. And in a lot of ways, some of what he did probably goes unrecognized mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, you know, I'm sure the inhabitants of the town or the city or whatever Sort of notice the difference in that the evil has been beaten back, and that it has sort of gone away. But it's not likely that they knew that it was him. They didn't know that it was the Drifter, and so like you know, it's sort of and so we've been talking a little bit about stoicism from time to time. Yeah, but like he did the right thing, and he didn't do it for the applause. He just did it, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, there's something sort of like, yeah, that is very like, there's something very beautiful in that it is hard right in this sense right. like, but <laughs> but it's also like i don't know i just I, I mean ultimately at the end of the day like this this game is sort of the sum of all all its parts is so much greater like i think uh-huh. the i think like all of the best games that we've talked about like the music is good the visuals are good the controls are good and like and and then sort of tying it together, you have this story that it, while can be very broadly sort of interpreted and applied, is also at the same time very poignant. And sort yeah. of does there there are themes in there that without being spelled out do sort of tug at us a little bit yeah, and sort of pull definitely. at us and reinforce and I think sort of re, like, you know, you know, the theme of selflessness, of sort yeah. of pursuing a, a richer life even at the the cost of self-preservation, um, you know, and just, like, the, the, the fact that, like, you know, I said, you know, for me, like, the, one of the things, it's like, he did the right thing, there's no parade, there's no statue raised for him, there's no, he just, the world sort of moves on, but he still made a difference. Yeah. And it's like, so you can save the world and still die, and the world will move on, but it doesn't, doesn't change what you've done. It's just like, it just sort of like, you know, why, why are we doing things? Why are we, you know um, you, you and I have sort of talked about it and sort of bringing this back to something that you and I have talked about many, many times, but uh, it's really easy. Yeah. You know, and this is, this is a sort of a much different, it, it's, it's a weirder application and I know mm-hmm. I'm stretching, but like, you know, we talk about like, Hey, you know, even if nobody ever listened We'd still make this podcast. And to a certain extent, that is absolutely true. But like on the other side, like we want people to listen. Like we enjoy these conversations. We think other people will enjoy these conversations. And so you're you're constantly wrestling with that. Like you need to at one, at, at some point in time just do it because it's good and it's 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 useful and it's beneficial and that's it. But at the same time, like there's just, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah. there's like, like, like themes like that, like things like, like you can extract stuff like that from this game. And I think that's one of the things like, one, it was just fun to play. You right. Know, it, right. Like, and at the, yeah, at the end of the day, that's sort of like the, like, okay. But I think at the same time too, like the fact that there is sort of the, these deeper sort of themes that we can sort of like dig through and sort of draw out is really really impressive and i think you know the comparison to journey is apt like the in sort of like that now journey i think is even more open and in some yeah. ways it's it's definitely like you know i think when because micah our, our homie um uh, yeah. micah you know sort of talked about it and he he talks about how like like these are some of the applications and and everything um and but the, you know these are two different whereas Journey is sort of much more hopeful in orientation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drifter is like, it, it is sort of a little bit more, it's not like, not grim, dark, bleak, but it, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I keep using that word bleak. It's like, I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> um, even though it means exactly what I think it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just sort of like the, the, the sort of the melancholy or the moroseness is, uh, yeah, is is much is, is very palpable just throughout the game, and there's just so much. Like, I, I'm taking a little bit of a break from it, but I will be going back to just sort of do more some of, some of the exploring and yeah, you know, just to see what other secrets I can find because, yeah, uh, I I don't know, I I really walked away sort of, I was like, oh, this will be like a fun little burn, and then I mm-hmm. walked away and going, huh
1: huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah. one of those
0: games that make me go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Know?
1: And and I always have to kind of like, I, I feel like I have to temper myself because uh, I don't want to get full of myself when I say like, I helped kickstart this game, you know, like, so am I biased? I don't know, you know, because like I was a part of making this game. I was there when it was delayed for like a year and a half for two years. I was there because I wanted a copy of this on my Wii U um, when the Wii U version got cancelled, but I still was like, okay, you know what? Just give me a Steam code. I'll be okay with that. Even though I wanted to play it on, on a different system, like I'm still with you, this game still looks good. And then actually playing through it, um, you get this sense of like, this is what I've waited for, this is what I, you know, like helped create kind of a thing. So I wasn't sure if part of you know, my love for this game was just the fact that i'm a little biased because i had a little bit of a hand in there i think you might be able to see my game as the credits roll and the you know 1500 names come on screen.
0: dude <laughs> i tried to look for your name for a little bit yeah you, you had mentioned that to me and after a couple minutes my eyes just yeah, glazed it's, over it's, and i was
1: like "Eh, i'm done right. <laughs> I was like, it goes I was on like, for sorry, so dude. long yeah yeah, um, and and part of that too is like you are just on such a rush because you're like, oh, I just beat it, you know, especially yeah. with the last the last boss and stuff like that. For sure, um, for sure. Just a slight tangent for just a second is I I do have to say one of the other things that impresses me about this game is how good it feels to hit and to be hit. Um, mm. it, there's a sense there like. The entire screen shakes just a little bit and it slows time down just a little bit to see when you hit someone or when someone hits you and and there's just this palpable weight to to the attacks in this game um that and, and lots of games do it too. I'm not saying it's necessarily unique, but it's something that stuck out to me as I was preparing for this episode it was like, oh, yeah, there it really makes you feel like you're getting hurt you know i mean not that it causes pain but just that you know you can yeah. you can sense like oh yeah you did just take a hit you only have a few more left um then of course the entire screen going red when you die you know something like that um mm-hmm. yeah yeah you feel it pretty there's a, a palpable sense of of weight to your to your attacks in this game which i just think was done really really well um But to what you said earlier, just about the, the creator, just the, the bleakness, the moroseness of this game in general, um, I, I, I can't help but think it does have to do with the, the guy's outlook, um, Alex, I can't think of his last name off the top of my head, um, and how, like, he is literally living every day, not in fear, but just like with, in the reality that, oh, this might be my last day alive like he has a heart defect to where he could literally die any day de- like the doctors can't tell him when it's going to happen his heart could just give out on him um and so i think he put that into this character of the drifter as well um which th- the the entire kind of oppressive nature of the game th- to me, I take that as like this is kind of the reality that he lives mm. with, which makes the ending and the the beauty that you see there all the more astonishing. Honestly, because he doesn't um he doesn't wallow in it. If you see this game as an as an expression of some of the stuff that mm. he's going through, um he doesn't give up, right? He's not saying that um oh yeah well life sucks so i might as well just kind of throw in the towel but he's actually communicating like no live for a higher purpose live for something that will that will affect others um you know not to get preachy but yes we are christians um we do see a hierarchy of you know living for other people as virtuous but even more so um, living according to the way that God has prescribed is, uh, and, and what He has called you to do as His witness here on Earth is the calling of a Christian. Um, not that that's seen in this game, but it's it's one of the things that it reminds me of. Is like what it reminds me of that purpose, really, because it it is such a a. a a bleak subject matter of like oh yeah you're gonna die like your character is coughing up blood throughout most of this game you get these premonitions of death this is a, a set reality this is going to happen you can fight against it if you want to um but he's gonna die and then to see that like he uses his time for others um yeah it, it, it hits home and it reminds me like what is my purpose what is what am i going for uh you know what is this really worth <laughs> my time because when we're honest we're all skating on that razor's edge uh for some it's more palpable for some it is a disease for some it is cancer for some it is um you know any number of things um but i am you know I could get in a wreck on my way to work tomorrow. I don't know. I could die in my sleep tonight. (laughs) I don't know. None of us knows. We're all in this situation where death is uh, very close to us. Um, So what is it? What are we living for? Um, I think that's really a theme that you kind of see played out throughout this game. Yeah.
0: No, I, yeah. I I think too, like, just you know you brought up the fact that the, the the reality is uh you know yes this young man uh is suffering from a disease that could sort of snuff him out at any given second you know uh and the the reality is that that could be us any of us yeah uh whether it's disease or you know the lord whatever uh Yeah, that's just, uh, I used to tell people when I came home from overseas and, you know, we were sort of talking about it a little bit earlier with with our wives um, about the the shark in the cage and how. Oh, yeah. I I just tend to be very risk averse and there was a a time where someone uh, suggested going, uh, they called it night tubing, but they wanted to go uh, river tubing in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I looked at them. I said, "That is an insane and stupid idea. It is <laughs> reckless and dangerous." And their response was like, "Well, what have you ever done that's dangerous and risky?" And I said, "Well, I was first wave in Iraq, so I know a thing or three about that. I've been shot at." Yeah, I, I you know, I'm just saying. And like the the thing is, like you know, I tend to be very risk averse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if i don't need to take the risk if it's not i i am comfortable living in, in 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 those like i'm not comfortable isn't the right word i can handle it and i can get through it mm-hmm. and i can you know w- to i've done it before and i can do it again sort of thing that's that's where my head space is i am not necessarily pleasant in those times yeah um but uh y- you know i think like the thing is like the reality is like when when I came home from overseas, I told people. I said, "You know what overseas did? I said it put the lie to the sort of the illusion that we live under. Like you know, I I live a fairly comfortable okay. life in you know middle America, and it the, the reality is like, and, and I think like something like this is really good to sort of like kick us in the pants." a little bit yeah and to, to work on us and say no it like you know the the sort of the the themes and the the reasons behind this game it's like no it's it, this is all fleeting uh it's is it james i think calls us a, or maybe it's ecclesiastes it, uh, ecclesiastes <laughs> yeah it's it's getting late my words are I'm, I'm getting a little bit of the mush mush mouth but uh like in the Bible at one point in time it says that our lives are vapor, and they they really are like it's, we're here one second gone the next and and you know when you look at it, even if you live to be a hundred and three in the light of eternity, that's the blink of an eye yeah. um and and so I guess the the one thing I wanna do is just if you are listening to this and you have not ever heard the gospel uh i'm 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 just gonna lay it out for a second here. Yeah. The the fact is that every human being who has ever been born outside of Jesus Christ is born in a sinful state in in rebellion against God. Uh and because God is a being of infinite value and infinite worth, any infraction, any any wrong done to him, and any wrong done period is done against him, okay? Mm-hmm. Chiefly, first and foremost, but any wrong done against him is is deserving of infinite punishment and infinite you know wrath being poured out like that that is what those those infractions deserve but god because he is kind because he is generous because he is gracious and because he is good was pleased to, to make a way for us and so he sent the son uh the the son stepped down into time down into creation Took on flesh, was born as a babe, lived a perfect, sinless life—the perfect, sinless life that you and I should have lived—and he did it. He actively and passively obeyed the Father with every breath and fiber of his being. Mm -hmm. And then, in uh, after three years, you know, after his his earthly ministry when it was concluding, he was wrongly convicted. And he was crucified, which is physically, you know, not to get too too into this, but was physically, is physically still one of the most horrific ways to kill a person. Yeah. Okay. The Romans had this thing down pat. They knew how to hurt people and how to make their last hours and days miserable. And he hung on that tree and he, it wasn't even the physical pain, but he drank the cup of the father's wrath. And he made a way for anybody who believes on his name and believes in him and believes God. You know, when it talks about believing in him, it talks about um Abraham believed God and that was counted. You know, that that was that is his faith. It's not that we we it is not the object of our faith. But the, anyways, I I've sort of gone on. But that we all have sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all are deserving of his wrath and 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 punishment in hell for eternity. But he is kind. He is good. He sent the son. The son died, and then he rose again. And if you believe in him and, and call on him, he will save you. And, and he will save you from the coming day of judgment. And he, and not only will you be safe from that, but he, you will be restored in this life to a certain extent in relationship to the Father, living and hoping for and waiting for the day when that relationship and being in perfect relationship and a perfectly restored relationship with God for all of eternity. So, I felt like, you know this this one seemed a little that seemed a little apropos. Yeah, man. And
1: uh, yeah, but. We don't do this often, so. no, 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 but yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, especially when um, death is such a big theme throughout this game and uh, and life and purpose, yeah, totally. Um, what better time to talk about um, how God has saved us and how he does give us a purpose as well? like this is what we were created for yes. was to live with him. Um, in a relationship with God, and He does give us purpose here on Earth. Like there's a reason we're here, um, and you know, like I said earlier, th- th- yes, there there are virtues that you can pursue. Um, Jesus Himself said that the commandment is, is uh, that the the law is summed up in in two commands: to love God and to love people as well. Um, so, yes, lo- like living for others is virtuous it is a good thing it's what god calls his people to do um but first and foremost we live for him and what he has again what he has called us to do so um yeah hope you heard that with open ears hope that's encouraging to you as well um you know we have our personal contact info that we'll get into at the end of the episode but if you want to you know talk about any of this feel free to reach either of us there and we can talk about this more if you have questions we're here to you know answer i, I can't guarantee we'll you know drop everything that we're doing at the moment that you ask because we have um lot, you know we're not constantly on social media i'll put it that way um but we would be more than happy to you know help answer any questions you may have about that so you know? yeah yeah
0: well now that I have suitably killed the mood (laughs) with my, uh, now I'm, I'm now I'm, 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 we, we got serious for a minute and now I'm, I, I feel the need to inject levity into this. Um, but, uh, man, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I played this game. It's, it's very good. Um, and I, I guess if I had to rate it, you know, on my sort of like pass or play sort of rating Mm -hmm. this veers into must play territory. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a very strong should play. Um, it's, it's kind of like one of those things like where I'm like, listen, this game is really good. Like, you know, with, with the, the caveat sort of being known and noticed that, uh, it is difficult. Right. Uh, and if you aren't, it's, it's not long, you know I think I beat it in like 12 to 15 hours if that um yeah probably a little short but it doesn't matter but you know I, I beat it fairly quickly but it was enjoyable mm-hmm. and it's fun and uh it I liked it enough that I'm and 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 part of the benefit is it, it is short and you know so I can come back and I can play through it again and it doesn't necessarily it's not a huge sort of like time uh I, I don't have to block out a whole bunch of time just to make this thing work. So um, yeah. it's got a lot of things going for it. It's very, very good. Uh, that's, that's my opinion.
1: Um, I'm glad I played it. I, I so. agree with you. I'm glad to hear you say it again. It's, it's just kind of vindication for me because I've, I've vindication! really it. <laughs> and I've since heard as I was getting ready for this episode that there's additional content in the switch version. So now I'm like, "Oh man, the I next know, time I see a, sk- I a sale on that, I might just pick it up on Switch cuz I do think it's that yep. good." And I think your yep. your caveat is perfect. Like if you don't like hard game and the difficulty in this game has to do with reflexes. You know, you have to it you have to have Twitch a certain heavy. amount of 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 skill in playing fast-paced video action video games. So if that is not an area where you think that you can excel um then this may just be an area of frustration for you. That's the only that's the only like area in which I I would say yeah, maybe maybe I wouldn't suggest this game so highly for you. It is more for it for more advanced players, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So um outside yeah. of that yeah. it comes highly recommended for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for a uh, sale, a a Switch version sale. I'm not sure, like, there was, like, the mention of a tower or something. I'm like, oh, there's more levels for me to crawl around in and do my murder dance, you know. (laughs) Um, Yes. I I guess uh, in closing, yeah, we sort of talked about the game. We've talked about other things we uh and and seriously uh if you are listening to this and you are not a believer please please take take what we said seriously uh and at least think on it um and reach out to us and if not to us then go find a good church and talk to a, a, a pastor
1: um yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i mean that's that's part of what the church is here for is to provide you kind of a community so that you can Um, ask these questions to people who can actually live life with you instead of just people on the internet. But if all you have is people on the internet, then feel free to reach out to us. There are a ton of ways that you can do that. Um, On Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Uh, You can email us directly at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook group at the hashtag BacklogBookClub. And we also have a Discord server. Um just ping us some of the one of the other ways. We'll get you a link and you can get in on that. Um I go by Broccolope, pretty much any other kind of social media, you know, G G, P S N, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Um, th- that Broccolope is spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by. Nate. Underscore McKeever on go. pretty much everything. Awesome. yeah, Awesome. Keeping it classy. Um, if you've enjoyed. Or something. Or something else, you know, but something along <laughs> those lines. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, we would humbly ask you to consider to rate and review the podcast. Um, hopefully you've subscribed to it. But share it with your friends, you know, let them know about some of the the things that we're into. Uh, if you have any feedback, you know, just let us know as well. And we do have kind of a, a tip jar available at Patreon. If you want to f- uh, financially support us, you can do that over on Patreon. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now that uh, I think we have
1: done all the plugs and all the things, So what should they do, Josh? You guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. I'm going to go to bed because I have trained my body to fall asleep as soon as I hit the pillow. I'm going to set my
0: alarm before I go to bed so because I have... I'm. I'm. See, I've trained my body to fall asleep as soon as my head hits the pillow, or mm-hmm. shortly after my head hits the pillow. Uh, I have not trained my body to get up out of the bed when the alarm goes off, so uh, ah, ah. I'm still working on that part of the training. You need to do that. Keep
1: up the training. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Good night.